This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Little Al Boogie. I like it. What? What's the I problem? I just loved your snapping coming in. Oh, good snapper. <laughs> My daughter, elite snapper. Really? I don't know what, she's unbelievable at snapping. I don't know how that happened, but she is very good at that. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPNU as well. Aloha, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you talking about the potential surprise head coaching firings that could take place in the NFL. We have thrown out there the reckless speculation of what happens if Buffalo doesn't make the playoffs, what happens if Philadelphia gets exited early on, which a lot of people think will happen. Pressure on which quarterback's coming in here, right? We're talking about Lamar Jackson, whether or not he has the most pressure. CC has said it's Dak Prescott that has the most pressure to potentially win it all this year. Also, we have fined Michelle Smallman $1.77. She dropped her drink. Uh, that is the equivalent. Uh, to, to, I dropped my drink. You, well, Rob, our social and digital guy, said your drink fell, no? Oh, a stress ball. You dropped a stress ball. Sorry. My it, bad. It, it rolled off the table. Got it. It's from ESPN Milwaukee. Shout out to ESPN Milwaukee sending us a bunch of great gear today. If you're an ESPN radio station out there and you want your gear displayed on our set here at Unsportsmanlike, you can do the same. But $1.77 is the equivalent average income American to what David Tepper, the owner of the Panthers, was fined, worth $20.6 billion, fined $300,000 for throwing a drink. So that is where we are at with that. Hmm. $1.77. I'll round up. I'll give wow. you two. Oh, wow. That is amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, let's uh, get make some, sure you write yeah. that in your ledger. Oh, thank yeah, you. I will. I will. I will denote it. Right. Um, let's get some calls in here on the surprise head coaching firing that could take place. Jeff in Los Angeles, listening on Sirius XM Channel 80, also could listen, of course, on 710 in L.A. What's up, Jeff? Good morning. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Love the show. Thank you. I, I actually had a, a couple of questions. Well, actually, I know a coach that I had in mind. I was thinking of really thinking about Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Although I know they play the Ravens this weekend, it's pretty much looking like an automatic L. Nine and seven at the moment. I think that the people upstairs in the front office might be a little tired of mediocre records. I know he's had a winning record for the past twenty years, but oh, when are they going to get over the hump and actually get something done? Okay, well, so, Jeff, why do you think it's going to be an automatic L against the Ravens? The Ravens have already locked up the number one seed in the AFC, and they won a division. Why would like well, uh, the that, Ravens have that, nothing that, to play for? It's true, but that rivalry game is always something to watch, and that seems like regardless oh, sure. of what's on the table, they always seem to go at it with each other, and it's like a toss-up, fifty-fifty still, even though they may sit most of their starters. Pittsburgh really has nothing to fight with either, so. Yeah, I mean, well, listen. I don't, I don't know. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh may not have nothing to fight with, but they got something to fight for. Right. Baltimore doesn't. Like that, I guess that would be the whole point. Like, right. if Baltimore is going to sit most of their starters, which would make all the sense in the world because you don't want to risk injury, then then why would we think Pittsburgh starters couldn't beat the second-string players from the Ravens? No, we would think they could. And this is the thing with the Mike Tomlin situation. Like, I, 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 I can't fathom the idea of the Rooney family who have been amazing owning the Steelers for a gazillion years, ever making the decision, you know what, let's fire this guy who is a class act, who holds players accountable, who wins games every single year, who keeps things in-house and it doesn't become an Aaron Rodgers circus, Jets circus, whatever it is. Like, I can't fathom the idea of them ever wanting to fire Mike Tomlin. There is no justification in my mind to ever wanting to fire that guy unless there is something that we don't know about, and I can't imagine there is. Here's what but, I'll say about that, Ev. Yeah. I'm never one to let a good get in the way of a great, but if you do fire Mike Tomlin, who the hell are you going to bring in that's better than Mike Tomlin? Great question. 
There's only one guy, and that's Belichick. But Belichick's not running to that job because that job is not a great job right now unless it's Mike Tomlin's job. Mike Tomlin has made that a great job right now. The ownership is great, but you don't have a quarterback. You're competitive, and you don't have a quarterback. I guess that's right. the whole point. Right. You're a playoff team, and you don't have a quarterback. Which, See, which Bill Belichick is not. He doesn't have a quarterback, and that franchise is not competitive right now. Correct. I know that in totality, the body of work is better than Mike Tomlin's because of all of the Super Bowls, but the state of his franchise isn't an upgrade to what the Pittsburgh Steelers are right now. So I think we're looking at this backwards, potentially. Do we think there's any chance that Mike Tomlin says, you know what, I've done all I could do here. I am going to go down, and when I go into the Hall of Fame, I'm going to be talking about Pittsburgh the entirety of my speech, but maybe it's time for me to get a fresh start. Is there any any thought to that, guys, that we could, we're could we looking at it from the wrong way, that the surprise head coaching move and not firing is Tomlin saying, let me take a year off, you know he'll have a gazillion broadcast offers, right? He'll have any coaching offer he wants, college or pro. Yeah, but show me the vacancy that's going to be out there where you have better ownership than the Steelers. There you is, know what I mean? Only that, New that, England would be tied. That, that's that's the only other like that's the other part of the game. Like who has better ownership than the Pittsburgh Steelers? None. Like you can Nowhere. say you can say only New England. They got the same amount of trophies. So I mean, I, like, tell me who has better ownership. But that's the thing. It's not better. That's what I'm saying. I'm agreeing with you because it would be like if you were the coach of the Chargers or you were coaching Washington or you were coaching Carolina and you had an opportunity to go work for Kraft, you walk to go work for Kraft from no those doubt. organizations, yeah, right? No sure. doubt. The idea, like, that's just like, hey, let's Tomlin and Belichick just switch. Just do like a you know a family holiday movie and switch. Like there's no reason for that. They both yeah. know. But if you're, if you're Pittsburgh, why would you want to do that? Why would you want no, to do wouldn't. the holiday switch? Right, you wouldn't. I mean, for an older coach. I watched that family switch or whatever that movie was on Netflix. My kids loved it. Where the kids oh. became the parents and the parents became the kids. So that's a good oh, movie. Oh, so it's like Freaky Friday, but for families. Yeah, nice. yeah. Okay. without Lindsay Lohan. Okay. Uh, Mike Tomlin is 51 years old, y'all. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah, but I do He's think. He's 51 years old. Yeah. only him. You know how much longer. It. He could coach for another 20 years. Would he want to go anywhere else? Let's, I, I don't let's think throw so. that out there. I don't think so, but I think that might be the more likely scenario is him walking away rather than them firing him. Maybe at some point he gets a little burnt out or he wants to hit the pause button and do a reset. But I, I don't know if he was going to get – if he. let's say he did walk away. Let's say he took a year off, he goes to the beach, he has a couple pina coladas, he's having a great time, then he decides he wants to come back. To CeCe's point, the situations that he will be choosing from won't be the Pittsburgh Steelers. They won't no. have the stability, the no. history. They won't have the trust in him. He'd have to start over somewhere else that's likely not a better situation. And he's, and he's got a decade and a half worth of investing in the culture that's in the building right now. Right. Yes. Like that's his culture. Correct? Yes, great. Like point. so, he would have to reset that if he were to start over somewhere else after taking a gap year. I just, I think it makes too much sense for both sides to stay together. If there's anybody that ends up being the odd man out, it's the general manager Omar Khan. That's it. I, I don't think it's ownership wanting to get rid of Tomlin. I don't think Tomlin wants to move on from ownership. It's completely unfair to say this because every person probably needs a break. He just seems like a guy that doesn't need a break. Like, Mike Tomlin seems invincible to me. Like, okay, this seems, like, really stressful for 99.9% of the world. He, he's like, I'm good. I'm good. Like, I, I'll, I'll handle Antonio. You Brown. know what it is, Ev? Football coach is not just what he does. It's who he is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he is, like, when you think about the essence of a football coach, that is Mike Tomlin. He seems like that's the pot, that, He's though. the kind of man that you want your kids to play for. Yeah. yeah. I don't even think he's the essence of a football coach. He's just the essence of a leader. You know, it's so, it's so far beyond the X's and O's to me and the scheme. He is just a leader, which is why I, 
even though I understand where Steelers fans are coming from when they say the winning record is not enough because the standard of your organization is beyond that. It's winning championships. I just look at him and what he has built there and what he means to that organization, and I don't think you're going to find anybody better. But, Smalls, my whole point is you can't win a championship without a good quarterback these days. Yep. The way the game has evolved, it's more emphasis on the passing game and quarterback play. If you don't have good quarterback play, you ain't going to win. That's just the NFL. But he's so good that the thought of the reclamation project with him or the the change of scenery guy with like it, when I think about the idea of Justin Fields with him or I think about Russell Wilson with him, I get excited. I get excited like I'm like, you know, even if you're a Russell Wilson hater, which I'm not, you guys are more critical of him than I am, which is fine and fair. Like I get excited about the idea of him with Mike Tomlin or Justin Fields with Mike Tomlin. Here's the other thing. There's in all of the other scenarios that we have here, you can reason with, I can maybe see ownership going to a place of, of moving on from this guy. You can't see it in Pittsburgh. Todd in Pittsburgh on ESPNU joining us here on ESPN Radio. What's up, Todd? Hey, guys. Um, good morning. Uh, listen, I, I, I got something to say, and y'all might not like it. All right, I'm from Pittsburgh. I'm black. I'm with the whole black head coaches deserve a shot and all that. But let me tell you something. I've been watching the football since Chuck Noll was coaching the Steelers. Chuck Noll is the essence of a head coach, okay, a leader. You know, the, some of the things the Steelers players have done, they would have never did that to Chuck Noll. Antonio Brown, when they, when they filmed him in the locker room, you know, he, uh, Pickett wouldn't wouldn't be complaining out loud. To how the do you know that? How do you know that? You're sitting there talking. How do you know that? Like, this is a completely different generation of athlete. How do you know that? This is a higher sports hypothetical that you can never prove. Like, how do you know that? You don't. And I'm sure that Chuck Noll had his problems in his day in the 70s with the players that he was dealing with. You just didn't hear a lot about it because no, the well, world was a lot bigger no, CC, and you we didn't know. have the technology. There was, t- there was rampant steroid use on the Steelers. Uh, like so, uh, like, I mean, we've had we've had like people know that like not, I shouldn't say rampant steroid use. We've had all of these old school coaches. Let me let me take that back. All of these old school coaches have had reports of steroids and performance enhancing drugs that they've all that, that a lot of these guys use over the course of time. Right. I mean, we had horrible things like that. So like there's yeah, I mean, that's that's a ridiculous one. Uh, Ricardo in North Carolina, ninety nine point nine. The fan. What's up, Ricardo? Hey, how y'all doing, Dan? Um. Smalls, that invitation is still out there for the um, Ravens, man. I'm waiting. Oh, um, Ricardo, hello. Ricardo, every week that we're getting closer and closer to the playoffs, I'm regretting not taking you up on this offer earlier. <laughs> man, it's crazy. Um, I think um, I got a couple things I want to say. I think we're looking at this, this Chargers job. I think it's overrated. Um, yeah, you have a quarterback, but you got to look at who you're battling every year. You want Harbaugh to go there and battle Mahomes. Lamar, Burrow, possibly Allen. The great jobs in the NFL, I feel right now, is in the NFC. We Every week we talk about only three great teams, and Detroit is like on the outside. As far as that team that I think people need to watch as far as like firing that coach, and I know it's like um, everybody's we say this every year, but Dallas, I think if Mike McCarthy – he had he he clinches the number one seed, um, well not number one seed but number one in the NFC East, and he lose first round. Oh man, he's gone. Yeah, I mean that's that's certainly something CC has brought up all year that possibility. I hate it because I think McCarthy's done a good job. 
It is clearly realistic. There's too where there's smoke, there's fire with this stuff. McCarthy is a guy that would get scooped up in two seconds by somebody else because he's just better than most of the guys in the league. But Dallas, you know, would look to win a championship with this group, potentially with, you know, the best season that Dak has had. The other thing that I would bring up in terms of the NFC versus the AFC, the entirety of the NFC South is ripe for the taking. Like somebody is going to emerge in that yeah. division and become the team. We just don't know who that's going to be just yet. All right, we'll get more of your phone calls in on that surprise head coaching firing, plus the most pressure to win it all this year on which coach, which quarterback, and an owner throwing a drink on a fan, and in real life terms, was fined $1.77 as a result. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. ESPNU. We are presented by Progressive Insurance along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. But this is, this is not a story you see often. An owner of an NFL team during a game throwing a drink at a fan. That is what David Tepper did, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, who's had just, I mean, one of the worst years you could have as an owner of a sports team, right? The team is the worst team in the league, and you don't have your draft pick. You fire yet another coach in season. This is the third coach, if I'm not mistaken, that he's fired in season. He has Mm -hmm. tons of money going out to head coaches that are not his head coach. Your number one overall pick is, in um, Bryce Young is not looking like a number one overall pick. And now you're fined $300,000 for throwing a drink at a fan. And within your apology, you don't actually apologize. And Darren Ravel, sports business reporter, put it out there that to the average American, uh, $300,000, like in comparison to Tepper, is basically a dollar and 77 cents. He is now, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Number one overall in the power rankings of worst owners, at least perception-wise, in the league. Yeah, he's turned the Carolina Panthers into a clown show. And I said this after they fired Frank Reich uh, November 27th, which was Frank Reich's 11th game. Remember all of the rumors that were swirling around the franchise? I had a buddy that checked in and said, yeah, he wanted them to run more RPOs. And when they didn't run any RPOs, he decided he was going to fire them. That was the last straw. That's the type of impetuous owner that we're dealing with. And that doesn't lend itself to creating sustained success with the franchise. It just doesn't. And it also doesn't lend itself to being able to develop a franchise quarterback. And so I feel sorry for Bryce Young because right now the Carolina Panthers are holding him hostage. And and really it's David Tepper that's holding his potential in Bryce Young hostage. And that's the most frustrating part. That's the maddening part. And then on top of that, you have the layer of what David Tepper did on Sunday, which is absolutely inexcusable. Throwing a drink from your open air suite on a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, 
that's unacceptable. You're going to get heckled when you lose. That's just a part of the game. But to be disrespectful in that way to the people that patronize your product is absolutely inexcusable. And to me, the $300,000 punishment or fine doesn't come close to, to sending the message that the NFL needs to to the rest of the fans of the product. They should have taken the billionaire's owner's toy away from him, which means suspend David Tepper for the final regular season game in order to show some type of accountability in the way of the owner behaving in the way that he did. Yeah, I don't know how they arrived at that $300,000 fine. Like, when they were like, you know what's really going to send a message to him that this behavior is unacceptable? How about 300 That's That's really going to do it. Because it's kind of a joke when you think about it in the terms of the type of money that he has. He has B's in his bank account, not M's. He's got B's. But the state of the Carolina Panthers has just been a disastrous basically all season. I mean, I go back to the reporting that the atmosphere within the organization was like the Hunger Games where everyone was was competing against one another and it was kind of a, in save yourself mode. And it's only gotten worse since then. It's only gotten worse since the firing of Frank Reich. And there's really only one way for him to turn this around, guys. It's for him to throw all the money he has to go out there and get the best head coach possible and establish head coach and then say, hands off. I'm going to let this person do my talking for me and hopefully the talking results and wins. That's really the only way this is going to get better. So for those who are familiar with the great show on Showtime, Ray Donovan, who, he's a fixer in Hollywood. Who's mm-hmm. the fixer here? Who's the fixer? Who's the one that we're going to say, David Tepper, you need to give a million dollars more than this person or this team, excuse me, to get that person out there. Do we have a fixer? Harbaugh. Well, it's not going to be somebody that has a ton of options, right, Ev? Because Ben Johnson is going to have a lot of options out there. He's the hottest name, the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions, all of the different innovations that he's been able to come up with this season, leading to them having a top five offense. I I just, I don't see him going to the Carolina Panthers because he's going to have options. Now, could it be somebody like Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator for the Houston Texans who comes off of the uh, the Kyle Shanahan tree? Could it be somebody like that? I-, I think his name could be in the mix. Frank Smith, the offensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins, when you have the number one offense in points and yards, people are going to pay attention, even if Mc- Mike McDaniel is the play caller. Um, so those are a couple of the names that I think could garner some interest in Carolina or should garner some interest in Carolina. But again, when you think about what the owner has done, he owes $36 million to Frank Reich. Between Frank Reich and Matt Rule, you're talking about over $100 million in contracts. For an owner that's fired three head coaches, count them, in season, is that somebody that you're in a hurry to sign up and stake your career with? I, I just don't know that that's the case. And remember what Frank Reich said in the press conference. David Tepper is you know, an interesting owner to work with. I mean, he basically threw up the smoke signals and was telling us that this guy is next to impossible to work with because he wants to micromanage. The best owners let football people take care of football business. It's clear that David Tepper is not subscribing to that philosophy. And that's why if you're a bright, young football mind, especially on the offensive side of the ball, it might not necessarily be the opportunity that you've been waiting for. All those names that you just put out there, CC, great candidates for other organizations who are looking for a head coach those are obviously the names that should be on the list but I think David Tepper has to go out there and get somebody that is bigger than him that has so much cachet around them and that is such a name that they basically 
stop him from being himself, if that makes sense. And I think that he should go out there and throw a huge bucket of money at Jim Harbaugh. He should make him an offer that he can't refuse. We know that he hired Don Yee and he's interested in coming back to the league. We know he's had success at the NFL level. We know he's great with quarterbacks. He seems like the perfect fit for Carolina. Now, would that be an enticing place for him to go? Unlikely. But you know what is enticing? A lot of money. And David So what Tepper does that look like, that. Smalls? What, what does that look like, real quick? What does the contract look like? Yeah, like how much money per year would, would, would an owner like David Tepper have to give Jim Harbaugh in order to ignore all of the nonsense that's been around that team since Tepper took over? $25 million a year? <laughs> like, what's the number? 21. Like, you think 21 a year? 21. I, okay, can I just – Smalls really went to a fixture here. Now, I'm, now my mind is racing. Jim Harbaugh, Bryce Young, NFC South next year. We sure they're not going to be good? We sure they're not going to be good? Like, would he not be worth 21? I mean, we – The defense has pieces. The defense has pieces. Are we sure they're not going to be good? And if you bring somebody like that in, you know that you can't push him around. That he, there, in no way are you going to be able, like, yes, you're the owner. So ultimately on the, on the food chain, you're higher than him. But if you think the fan base is turning on you now, imagine if you go out there and you're the one that lands the big fish and then you meddle in that. No, absolutely not. I, you know, when you had chicken pox as a kid and your parent would put oven mitts on you so that you couldn't scratch yourself. I think Jim Harbaugh is like the oven mitts. You know what I mean? They need, you need to have (laughs) that happen. Oh yeah. You didn't do that. I mean, maybe I did. I don't remember putting oh, the oven mitts on oh, myself. Oh, yeah. My parents had to duct tape oven mitts to me so I couldn't scratch myself so that you don't get scarred up. This is a weird analogy, but Jim Harbaugh would, be the, o- would be the oven mitts to stop David Tepper from doing what he wants to do. Although, if I don't think it's a weird analogy, it probably confirms Jim Harbaugh it is a as analogy. a swaddle for David Tepper. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it kind of works. I, wait, we played the Belichick game, right, of put him with Philadelphia, put him with Buffalo, do you pick him to win the Super Bowl or go to the Super Bowl? All right, you put Harbaugh with Carolina. You picking them to win the NFC South next mm. year blindly? Not blindly, no, not blindly. They 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 be in the conference. Not blindly, no. Okay, because it depends but, on what the other teams around the division do. But you're not laughing at it. No, no, I'm not laughing. at Smalls, it. Smalls, you brought it up. Blindly picking them to win the NFC South next year. I would feel better about it. You know what we would say? Could this be the Trevor Lawrence Doug Peterson moment where Doug Peterson came in? Trevor Lawrence obviously had a ton of talent, but he was in a bad situation in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer, and they were able to right the ship, so to speak. And we would, I think, be making that comparison. Can Jim Harbaugh come in and do for Bryce Young what Doug Peterson was able to do with Trevor Lawrence? My answer would be yes. My answer would be yes. By the way, Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars, you better win this week because all this hype of, you know, you're doing this. You're doing nothing if you don't win this week. Yeah, good point. All right, coming up, respect it or check it. Next on Sportsman Like ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPNU, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, with you. We're going to do a round of respected or check it. I'll start, by the way, before Smalls gives all of them. Respected or check it, Caitlin Clark is the most entertaining athlete and best at her sport than anybody going right now. She hits another mm. game-winning three for Iowa last night. They beat mm. Michigan State. She had a triple-double, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Oh, no, sorry, a 40-point game. She has more 40-point games than anybody in the Big Ten ever. Dominating. Pretty good. Pretty, Dominating. Pretty good. Oh, and by the way, doing the Larry David reference. Interesting, because Adam Schefter did tweet out that per Larry David forever, that today's the last day to say Happy New Year. Larry David's wrong. Hmm. Yesterday was. <laughs> Happy New Year, CeCe. Happy All right, New Smalls, Year. Respect Happy it or New check Year. it. What do you have for us Happy today? Happy New Year. Our first... 2024 edition of Respect It or Check It. Now, this version is are they Super Bowl contenders or are they frauds? So, Respect It or Check It. The evil, the e- the evils, the Eagles <laughs> the are evils. Super Bowl contenders. <laughs> oh, I'm going to check that, Smalls. I think they're one and done. They've lost four of the last five games, and you want to be able to build momentum going into the postseason. The Eagles are hustling backwards. They've given up 100 yards rushing in what is it, seven straight games? You're talking about their defense being 30th and third down percentage and 31st in red zone efficiency. That's just not going to get it done. I mean, this this team has a lot of problems, and I just don't th- see them overcoming them right now based on the current state of affairs. So I'm going to check it. They're not contenders. I'm going to check it, but I want to do it with some potential matchups attached to it. Is there any way we're wrong, CeCe? So let's play out the matchups. The first round, they'll be on the road at the NFC South winner. That They're going to potentially win that game, don't you think? I don't know. They lost to Arizona. They can At home, they yeah. can lose to anybody. Good right. point. And then if they were to win that, assuming that the Cowboys and Lions win their matchup, they'd be at the Niners. So, yep, check it. Done. Next one. Yeah, I'm going to check that one, too. All right, the Cowboys, respect it or check it. They're Super Bowl contenders. Ooh, I'm going to respect it. And I can't believe – listen, I've turned over a new leaf in 2024, but I've also turned over a new leaf with the Dallas Cowboys. Only going to say positive things about them. I will say more pressure on Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy to deliver a a deep playoff run than the two have ever had together. There's more pressure on them. And again, Mike McCarthy with the game management issues at the end with the Lions – Questionable call on second and 14th to throw a pass ends up being an incompletion. Allows the Lions to save their last timeout for after the third down play. It could have been a minute less of game clock that you gave the Lions the ball back with in order to drive the length of the field. So, I I mean, all's well that ends well. You won the game, but had you been on the wrong side of it, had Taylor Decker reported as eligible properly and not confused the refs, that would be a play call that a lot of people circle and say McCarthy still has game management issues in the biggest of games. 
So I hate doing this because I love Dak and I love McCarthy, but I can't for two months say the Niners are going to win the Super Bowl and then claim that someone else in the NFC would be a Super Bowl contender, can I? So I'm going to say check it on the Cowboys just because I'm all in on the Niners are going to win the Super Bowl. Well, you... You could be a contender and not be yeah, somebody you can, that you wins. You can get to the NFC Championship yeah. game and I, lose. I, I, I You're still get, a contender. So then that would be – that's what I would say. NFC title game and lose. Yeah, I'm going to check it just because when we've had those measuring stick games for the Dallas Cowboys so far this season where we've had that prove it, prove to us that you're a Super Bowl contender games, they've fallen short. And I have history on my side that they're going to fall short and not be a Super Bowl contender. <laughs> All right, next one, guys. Respect it or check it. The Bills are Super Bowl contenders. Ooh, I'm going to check it. I, I don't think they are. Relative to the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns, I think they're in a different class. So I'm going to say check it. I, I mean, this team could very much find themselves on the outside looking into the playoffs. Even though I do think they find a way to win on the road against Miami, if they don't, then they're probably out. So I'm going to check it. I'm going to check it as well. I can't be all in against the way in which they play all year and then think they're Super Bowl contenders. The fact that they're not definitely in the playoffs obviously would help me with that. That said, when I went all in on the Bills against them, it's not the same team as now. Like, Josh Allen is the focal point, but not in in the way in which he was then. I'm still going to check it, though. Don't they feel like a team that could get in and be the one that's the disruptor? Like, I don't know if they'll win the Super Bowl, but they, they still feel like a dangerous team to me. I think there's another team for that, which we'll get to. Okay, next one. Respect it or check it. The Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl contenders. Check it. There can't be Super Bowl contenders if the receivers keep dropping the damn ball. They got over 40 drops, Smalls. It ain't going to happen for them this year. Andy Reid can dial up the X's and O's, and Pat Mahomes can put it on them. And what have those receivers proven? That they will drop the football. So as much as I love that defense, as much as I love their running game with Isaiah Pacheco, as much as I love Pat Mahomes, and I think he's the best player in the NFL – I still got to check it as Super Bowl contenders because they can't make the routine plays consistently. They, they, they have a lack of fundamentals when it comes to their receiving core, and that's what makes it hard to trust them. Respect it. Until beaten, I'm not picking against them. Like, they don't deserve for me to pick them this year. They don't deserve to have the benefit of the doubt for this year specifically with how many games they've lost slash almost lost. But this is Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in the postseason. Unless you're Brady, and I know Burrow, but unless you're Brady, you're not beating them. And Brady ain't playing. Like, I'm. St- you want to talk about a disruptor? Do you realize we're writing off Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid? Until yeah. someone no, no, beats no. them. We're not writing them off. He can't throw the ball and catch it, too. Exactly. I get it, Giselle, right but my, point, <laughs> my point is they, they have to find a way to throw to people that can catch the ball. Even if it's only throwing to running backs out of the backfield. Even if it's going to jumbo sets and playing one wide receiver at most. Figure it out, which I believe they will. There's no way going into the final week of the regular season that I'm going to sit here and write them off. I'm respecting it that they're contenders. I've been, I've been trying to tell you guys all season. It's and not, you've been right it's all season. It's not happening for them this year. The, the personnel is not the same. You've seen the unraveling, too, on the sidelines, the, the, the tension that's been brewing. They feel it. They know that, the, that it's not the same. So I'm going to check it as well. Last one, guys. The Miami Dolphins, respect it or check it. They are Super Bowl contenders. No, not with Bradley Chubb hurt and, and not knowing what's going to happen with Jalen Waddle. I know they're expecting him back for the playoffs. Xavier Howard's banged up. Raheem Mostert's banged up. I, I just think they, they, they caught a bad break with some injuries down the stretch in the month of December and early January. So I'm, I'm going to say check it. The Miami Dolphins aren't Super Bowl contenders. I agree. Check it. And it's par- partially because they don't have their full team. 
right? They, they do not have their full team. Now, if Chubb and Phillips and Howard and Waddle and all these guys that are out were 100% healthy, maybe the story is a little bit different. But because they don't have their full roster and we're not sure when they're going to have their full roster, well, they're not going to have the two defensive guys, two yeah. uh, pass rushers, excuse me. I think you got to say checking on that. I know. I just think it's too much for them to overcome. I'm going to check it as well. What about the Browns, by the way? That's an interesting one. Can we throw that out there? Respect it. I respect it, too. Respect it. Their defense is legit, and Joe Flacco is playing really, really good football. I mean, save Lamar Jackson. I mean, there's not a quarterback that's playing better football than Joe Flacco right now. You know what's interesting about that? Maybe the hardest award to vote for this year in the NFL. We have Coach of the Year, Kevin Stefanski. D'Amico Ryan should be in the mix. MVP seems like it's going to be Lamar right now. Rookie of the Year is probably going to go to C.J. Stroud, although Puka Nakua has obviously been unbelievable on the offensive side. The hardest award to vote for is Comeback Player of the Year because, like, the moment DeMar Hamlin stepped on the field, we all thought, okay, Comeback Player of the Year. It feels like that's a different category than what Joe Flacco is doing for Comeback Player of the Year. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, absolutely. What, absolutely. Uh, DeMar Hamlin came back from dead. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, like, he. what he did was the most remarkable thing of all time, right, in terms of, of human, like, life. Joe Flacco, from a football perspective, which is way important, less important than someone's life, yeah. would be the comeback player of the year. But uh, there's not separate categories. So how do you vote for that one? Mm, that's like, tough. that's harder than MVP. That's don't, know, but Joe, don't know, but Joe Flacco's going to make that thing interesting just because of the role that he's playing. I agree, but it's a, it's a very odd thing this year that, that voters are going to have to make the decision, nah, I'm not going to vote for DeMar Hamlin. For, for comeback player of the year. It's almost like the NFL should preemptively strike and give him some sort of honor or whatever it is, and then you know Flacco wins the comeback player of the year because literally coming back from being on your couch to obviously doing what he's doing now, potentially leading them to a Super Bowl, which, I mean, we talk about Hall of Fame. If the Browns win the Super Bowl, is he a Hall of Famer then? Multiple Super Bowl championships? Yeah, that puts you in that conversation, yeah. In two yeah. different franchises? Yeah, multiple Super Bowl championships. That'll do it. And you that'll get, you get do the it. Cleveland Browns a Super Bowl. You come yeah, off your couch as the fourth quarterback for the Cleveland Browns and you win a Super Bowl. That is a, okay. a big resume booster. Getting to the Super Bowl, does that put him close to the Hall of Fame? No. No, you got to win it. Okay. Got to win it. Pretty damn amazing accomplishment if you were to get The that. fact that we're even having that conversation it's is remarkable. ridiculous. It's remarkable. I mean, reminder, CC played with Joe Flacco. CC's been working for ESPN Radio for seven years, yeah. right? I mean, CC yeah. played with Joe Flacco, and he potentially could lead the Browns to a Super Bowl this year. Coming up, our unsportsmanlike moment of the day and Canty's best bet next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio, ESPNU, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Time now for a couple of things. We are going to have our unsportsmanlike moments of the day. But first, CeCe has best bet thanks to ESPN Bet. What do you got, CeCe? Yeah, well, we caught a bad beat last night. I know we had the four-leg parlay. We had Joel Embiid over 11.5 boards. He took care of business with a 30-point triple-double, 31 points, 15 boards, and 10 assists. And, of course, the Sixers were able to win outright over the Chicago Bulls because – that's what everybody does over the Chicago Bulls. Then we had the Memphis Grizzlies winning over the San Antonio Spurs, and we needed John ja Morant to go over 26.5 points, and John ja Morant fell one point short. He got us 26 points last night, although it was a hell of a poster dunk on Victor Webinyama. Those two going back and forth all night it was a fun game to watch. But tonight we're back in the association, four-leg parlay. We're manifesting, Smalls. Last, last last night we didn't have everybody on on Sportsmanlike manifesting. That's right. Evan Evan was a little bit of a naysayer, so we got to <laughs> let a naysayer what? know. <laughs> so here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna manifest. We're in the association tonight. We're gonna kick things off with, of course, my Lakers on the money line over Evan's Heat. That can be found on ESPN at ten o'clock tonight Eastern. And then, of course, LeBron James under twenty eight and a half points. We've got. The Milwaukee Bucks beating the Indiana Pacers on the money line. And then we've got Jalen Brunson, who's coming off of a terrible game uh, a couple of days ago. We're going to have Jalen Brunson over 24 and a half points. So that's the parlay. We've got the Bucks beating the Pacers. we got Jalen Brunson over 24 and a half points. we got the Lakers beating the Heat. And we got LeBron James under 28 and a half points. That plays out at a whopping plus 663. Ooh. Plus 663. So a lot of juice on that one. All right, by the way, I want to be clear. Jimmy Butler not playing tonight for the Heat, so uh, if they do lose, we have an ex- built-in excuse for Miami. Here we go. Here saying. we go. Just Play saying. the world's smallest violin for Evan Cohen, Miami Heat fan and front runner. All right. Uh, no arguments there. Uh, okay. <laughs> now, um, the unsportsmanlike moments of the day, things that we found funny, quirky, unique, difference that we laugh from or just smile about in general. Let's start with WXYZ in Detroit. They caught up with the Harbaugh's after Michigan's win against Alabama. When I say the Harbaugh, I mean Jim and John's mom and dad. If you want to know where these two guys come from, it is pretty clear where they come from by listening to them, the Harbaugh mother and father on WXYZ in Detroit. Your son talks about the two of you all the time. He's talked about this moment coming for this program for a long time. How do you put into words your emotions right now? Are you kidding me? They won! What's better than that? We have a thing in our family that we'll use for a long time. And it goes like this. Who's better, better than us? Nobody! I know you get tense during these games. Were you on the edge of your seat throughout this one? Well, of course. We were yelling and screaming. That's what the we're supposed to in the game was right before the long drive, Jackie decided that we should switch seats. Oh, my goodness. And I moved to her seat. She moved to mine. And 
this is the result that we get. All right, so you, you'll have to do that in the national championship yeah. at a certain time, maybe a little earlier yeah, in that game. game. Yeah, for everybody's happy to oh, Thank you goodness. so much. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. That is a Brad Galley of WXYZ in Detroit. Jack and Jackie Harbaugh. They did this switching of seats. I, I do definitely have the superstitions during games. Do you oh, guys, yeah. Oh, you, yeah. Yeah? With the Cardinals, you have superstitions? Yeah, I wear red jeans to home playoff games, and I'm undefeated. Okay. But I have to be wearing the jeans at Bush Stadium during the playoffs. So, like, if you okay. wear them at home, not the same, not the same, Not Got the it. same juju. So, Pujols yeah. and Yachty were better when you had the red jeans on. The stats prove Wayne, it. right? Okay. Got stats it. Stats prove it. Um, well, I'm glad you're good with those uh, Cardinals and identifying those Cardinals and what they do well. Because yesterday, as we took a tour of our brand new studios here at Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance, at Unsports ESPN and all social... Um, Michelle Smallman forgot who was on the show because um, my name's not Andy. Let's take a listen. All right, Smalls, give me a little tour. What do we got over here? So this is our brand new studio. You're looking at our bookshelf. So we have the Super Bowl trophy for CeCe. This is my soccer team, St. Louis City SC. Andy Cohen in the house. Andy, you can invite me to the clubhouse anytime. Would love to come. (laughs) We have the arch up there for me. And I also think that this is for me uh, because I run races, but I've never run a full marathon. (laughs) I've definitely never run the New York City marathon, so that's kind of embarrassing. I thought that was your medal. No. Oh, that's definitely not mine. I was supposed to bring mine in, but now I feel like I'm <laughs> going to be kind All right. of well, there, there you, so Basically, the other happens. voice you hear in that is Rob Lorenzo, who is our social and digital master there. And mm. um, that's not Andy Cohen. That's me. <laughs> Hold on. Justice for me. Why Let- would we have somebody that hosts another show in this studio? Be- he's great. Because, because he's, he's a fan of Andy Cohen and a close personal friend. Thank you, Cece. And he's from St. Louis. And I am. Thank you. Here is the bobblehead that the Cardinals have of Andy Cohen. And you have to admit, it looks strikingly similar to yours. And I'm sorry, Evan, that at five o'clock in the morning, when I'm looking at this for the first time and I see Cohen and I see a microphone and a Cardinals and jersey. And you don't think of me when you see Cohen in a microphone. I sit next to you every day. Not in a Cardinals jersey. You are not a Cardinals fan. No, I'm Andy not. Cohen, diehard Cardinals fan. He named his dog Waka after Michael Waka. He has Cardinal stuff all over the Bravo Clubhouse. So, of course, I thought that they would say, Michelle, St. Louis, the Cardinals, Andy Cohen, all things she loves. We have all these little um, things on the, on the bookshelves that represent us and who we are and our personalities and our likes. So I just assumed that it was Andy Cohen not Owen or Evan Cohen. Or Heaven, which or I've heaven. also been called now. I mean, just amazing. I think we need to petition to get the Andy Cohen bobblehead in the studio. I think you're right. I think we need to do that. It Dueling Cohen bobbleheads, basically. Yes. yes. Okay. Cohen right. versus Cohen. Cohen yes. versus Cohen. I love that idea. Sounds like my brain every day. All right, next <laughs> one. Um, so Steve Kerr, head coach of the Warriors, made it clear Draymond Green has not been around the team, that they're like let it, giving him his space, etc. Well, TMZ released a video yesterday of where Draymond has been, which was at LeBron's birthday party in L.A. Uh, over the last couple of days. LeBron uh, turned 39 on uh, December 30th. Now, Draymond is allowed to live his life. He is allowed to just be a regular person. He is allowed to go to his friend's birthday party. Some have said, CC, bad look here. I don't know that I go there. But it's certainly a look when we haven't seen or heard from Draymond. First time we see or hear from him is not in a Warriors facility. It is at LeBron's birthday party. Now, when we say bad look, are we talking about him being at the party or the outfit that he's wearing? (laughs) I knew you were going there. I mean, what is that, satin? 
Yeah, right. He looks like one of those Oscars, those Academy Awards that they had out for people that do good movies. That's that's what he looks like. It's absolutely ridiculous. We cool with I don't this know, now? man, but here's, here's the thing. I, Draymond's got to live his life. Like, right. Listen, I, I, I'm not going to say him being at the party means that he's not addressing his mental health because I just don't believe that's true. Uh, I think him being away from the team and seeing the state of affairs with Golden State, being one game over 500 starting the new year, I think that says enough in and of itself. It took all of Steph Curry last night to get that win over the Orlando Magic. Now, we'll see whether or not they'll follow that up Thursday against the Denver Nuggets. But, yeah, the team clearly needs him. His absence off the court is is affecting the rest of the guys in that locker room, and I think that kind of pressure – Coupled with the fact of having something that you love to do taken away from you is enough impetus in order to get the health, the, the help and the treatment that he needs. So I, I, I think it's fair that he went to LeBron James' birthday party. They're friends. I don't think that precludes him from getting the help that he needs. I'm not. Oh. Uh, oh, what happened? Uh, guys, we've had we got a little bit of breaking news here. Oh. The Andy Cohen bobblehead is available on eBay for $55. So it's less expensive than a Chris Canty. It's less head. expensive than Canty. It's mine again, on I, eBay. Again, but I don't chance. know who the hell is trying to rob people by getting them to buy a Canty bobblehead for sixty-five bucks. They're out of their minds. There's no way. There's no way I could be selling for higher than Andy. Well, you that are. just should not be the case. I don't know. You are Super Bowl champion. No, that shouldn't be the case. I think you know what I think is th- th- there are more Andy Cohen bobbleheads, and so it's supply and demand. There are just mm. more of them, so it's a cheaper price. I think the reason why the Canty bobblehead might be more is because there literally might only be two of them in the world. <laughs> I'm actually paying people 75 to take mine, as a matter of fact. We are on to Thursday. Greeny, up next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.